The Dodgers currently have 40 players on their 40-man roster, but I suspect the 40 on the roster right now won't be the 40 that they start the season with or even start spring training with. We're going to talk all about the position player glut, talk about four catchers on the 40-man on the roster, the glut of infielders, and the uh, relative sparseness sparseness of the outfielders. Uh, so we're going to talk all about the position player side of the 40-man roster. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is my co-host, Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, been podcasting together about the Dodgers for over eight years. Uh, we're lifelong fans, like I said, like you are. We're both, uh, we both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And Vince, uh, you know, no big news in Dodgerland. More rumblings about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Uh, you know, different people, uh, Jim Bowden, uh, said that he thinks it's down mostly or the most likely teams are the Yankees or the Dodgers, but that the Mets and the Giants will probably offer the most money. And, you know, you never know what to think when it's Jim Bowden talking, uh, a guy who's been fired for being a bad general manager a couple times. You always got to take his GM thoughts with a grain of salt, but uh, he does have contacts in the industry. So maybe he knows what he's talking about. Maybe he doesn't, but you know, we still, I don't think we're any closer at this moment to knowing where Yamamoto is going to sign than we were last time we recorded, right? It's what it feels like. It, it, you know, we're it's December twentieth as we're recording this right now. So you're like, okay, Christmas is five days away, and you're like, I would hope he would not do it, you know, on Christmas or even Christmas Eve for our sake as as uh, people that work in sports media. But yeah, I, it definitely, you know, maybe he has. It's one of those where like when once you meet with teams and then you're like, oh, now I have more to think about than maybe I thought or or whatever the case and. Every team presents a different variable for him. You know, the Mets um, aren't going to be good necessarily, but they have a lot of money to spend around him. And, you know, he'd be maybe the quote unquote star there, whereas with the Yankees, he might not be the, you know, wouldn't be the star, wouldn't even be the number one in the rotation. With the Dodgers, he'd be the number one in the rotation right now, but would it be the biggest Japanese star? So there's a lot of different pros and cons. I'm sure he maybe has that list going. Yep. And so we, like we've said, we will be here when he does make his decision. Hopefully it'll be an exciting episode like it was when Shohei Otani made his decision. Uh, we will be you know, nearly as excited if Yamamoto picks the Dodgers as we were when Otani picked the Dodgers. Uh, but today we're not going to be talking about that. We're talking about the current 40-man roster because when we look at the roster, like the pitching side is one thing. We'll probably do an episode where we touch on the pitching side of the roster at some point soon. But the position player side is interesting. Like right now, uh, you've got Shohei Otani listed as a two-way player, although he actually won't uh, 
won't be a two-way player this year. He won't be pitching, and then he he'll have to re-earn his two-way player status in 2025. Uh, but you know, he, he could just as easily be listed as just a DH the way JD Martinez always was on the roster last year. Uh, but so we're not really going to talk about Otani today. Uh, but first thing we want to talk about is the catchers. The Dodgers currently have four catchers on their 40-man roster, which is a lot. Uh, most teams don't carry four catchers on their 40-man roster. The Dodgers at times have uh, occasionally only had two catchers on their 40-man roster, the two in the big leagues. Uh, and, and, you know, last year, effectively, they they only had the two uh, because Diego Cartaya was the third one and he was nowhere near the big leagues. And so at times when they, you know, when Austin Barnes was hurt, they did have to sign Austin wins and then DFA him later. And, uh, you know, same with Travis Darno a few years ago, they had Travis Darno for a week uh, and then cut him loose. And then he remembered how to play baseball after that. Uh, right now they've got Austin Barnes, Diego Cartaya, Hunter Fiducia, and Will Smith. Smith is obviously the starter. And, and I guess beyond that, their top prospect now is Dalton rushing another catcher. So four catchers on the 40 man and, a top prospect at catcher who is probably closer to the big leagues than Diego Cartaya, one of the guys on the 40 man roster. Too many catchers, right? Yeah, that's too many catchers to have on the 40 man. It's not too many catchers to have in the system, uh, but you know, to have that many, as it all comes down to Austin Barnes, I think for me, because, you know, realistically by talent, he's, probably the fourth best overall talent by intangibles. That might be where he is valuable to the team, but uh, you know, we we've heard a lot of people love Austin Martin on the Dodgers. We, we've never heard anything bad about him. We've heard a lot of players, you know, kind of hype him up as a leader and as everything else. And as, you know, a low key funny guy and tough guy and everything. And like, it seems like everyone loves Austin Barnes, but at a certain point, you know, love doesn't necessarily get you to where you need to get to. And all that love and appreciation and everything else, Austin Barnes had one of the biggest at-bats in the postseason last year. There wasn't too many big at-bats to have, but he had one of the biggest ones. And if I'm not mistaken, he grounded out on the first pitch uh, or something like that. So, yeah, for, for me, it's – if Austin Barnes serves you an actual purpose, okay. But if not, I don't mind seeing Hunter Fiducia get a chance up there Cartaya at this point, just because he's, you know, you don't want to trade a guy at low value. He's still valuable as a prospect, maybe not as valuable as he was before. It seems like he might be more expendable than obviously he was last offseason. We kind of deemed him untouchable. Don Rushing's right there knocking on the door. And then in like the Cartaya vein, there's Tyron Lozano, who's a little bit younger, but on a similar track to, you know, already climbing into the top 10 prospects of the Dodgers. Yeah, it, it really does come down to Barnes. And obviously Barnes has the Clayton Kershaw connection. Uh, you know, maybe they don't want to make a decision on Barnes until Kershaw has made his decision. Uh, you know, but the fact is, even if Kershaw does pitch for the Dodgers this year, it's going to be late in the season. He's not going to be the, the top starter. And so, you know, it's probably not going to be a situation where even he's getting his, his pick of catcher, you know? And so I don't know that there's any point in keeping Barnes around for Kershaw anymore. Uh, if they went with Fiducia, you know, the hard part is like they do like having Barnes around for a lot of reasons. And we talked last year about how he could serve all those same purposes on the 60 day injured list, just not taking up a roster spot. That remains true, except that the 60 man uh, IL doesn't uh, or the 60 day IL doesn't kick in until spring training starts. And so he'd have to develop a shoulder injury and have surgery and then 
spring training starts, then they could free up that roster spot for somebody else uh, and let him just be a, a player coach or whatever. The alternative is uh, saying, hey, do you want to be the highest paid uh, coach in, in the league and you know keep your $3.5 million contract, but uh, you're no longer a player? He's probably not ready to do that, to transition to that role. So the answer might be cutting him loose because, yeah, I don't know that you want to sell low on Diego Cartaya. And Fiducia has earned a spot to be the backup catcher. He could, you know, when you think about the Dodgers lineup with all the lefties they already have, uh, you could have a lineup of seven lefties uh, against right-handed pitching sometimes if it was a day that Will Smith got the day off because uh, Freeman, Otani, Lux, Muncy, Hayward, Outman, and and Fiducia, uh, they just have Mookie Betts and, and whoever, you know, Randy Rosarena, whoever the left fielder is, uh, as your only right-handers. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Austin Barnes. I have nothing against Austin Barnes. And I, I learned from yesterday's episode that you can say as many nice things about a player as you want, but if you say one negative thing, somebody will accuse you of being a hater uh, or, in some cases, a racist, uh, which I discovered yesterday. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we love Austin Barnes as a person, even as a, a leader. And even for what he's done on the field, but when we're talking about the best Dodger team possible in 2024, it's hard to see how Austin Barnes fits in to that. Yeah, I know the the backup catcher role, especially with Wilson playing as much as he does, doesn't necessarily, you know, it's not a big deal per se on the roster because you can look at it, they've let a lot of fan favorites go in recent years throughout, and they've all been a bigger role than Austin Barnes, but they all went to seek bigger or full-time role somewhere else. Austin Barnes has never had to do that. They just keep extending him. But I do think that if it's, if he doesn't start the year off the Dodgers or injured, I don't know if he survives the year, depending on how things go. Yeah, one way or the other, it's hard to see them having four active catchers on the 40-man roster when the season starts. So something's got to give. Uh, we're going to come back in a minute. Speaking of something's got to give, we're going to talk about the infielders, of which they currently have roughly eight on the 40-man roster. We'll talk about that. So uh, please keep it locked on, Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Tonight is Thursday night football. We got the Rams against the Saints. Both teams are seven and seven, but you know, we're, we're Rams country here. Uh, the Rams have BYU legend, not BYU legend Jeff Snyder, BYU legend Puka Nakua, uh, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, uh, and playing much better football right now than the Saints are. So if you're feeling good about the Rams, I'm not telling you how to bet, but if you're feeling good about the Rams tonight, Put five bucks on it. If they win, you win 150 bucks in bonus bets. Easy peasy. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. Boom, you're an everydayer. And if you want to be a Dodge, Locked On Dodgers insider, we're not quite insiders, but you can be with us. Just join the Locked On Dodgers Insiders Club by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. We'll text you uh, just today. I texted 
uh, our insiders a link to the spreadsheet I was talking about with Shohei Otani's salary breakdowns. This is a spreadsheet I put together, sent that out in a text message today so that, you know, if you're interested in that, you can take a look at it, but you got to be an insider. If you join, uh, shoot me a text and I'll, I'll send you the link again. Uh, but, you know, a lot of fun over there talking Dodgers. You can interact with us, text back and forth with us. And when the season starts, you get a lot of behind the scenes stuff from Vince. Uh, a lot of fun. So go to join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers. Also want to remind you locked on podcast network has two 24 seven streaming channels that might interest you. One is called locked on sports today. And one is called locked on sports, Los Angeles locked on sports today focuses on all the sports in, in America and locked on sports, Los Angeles focuses specifically on you guessed it, Los Angeles sports. And so you'll see this podcast on there. So check out both of those channels over on YouTube streaming 24 seven. And with that said, let's talk about the Dodgers infield on their 40 man roster right now. Assuming that we count Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is still listed as an outfielder on MLB.com's website, but Dave Roberts has said that Mookie Betts is the everyday second baseman. He might play some outfield, of course, but he's probably going to be an infielder. And so we're looking at, you know, the starters, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Gavin Lux, and Max Muncie. And then you have Miguel Rojas, you have Chris Taylor, you have Michael Bush, and you have Miguel Vargas. And uh, that is all of these guys have played in the big leagues in, in years past. There's always been like, there was a Yorbeat Vivas or Eddie Leonard or both of them, you know, at different times where it's like, okay, we've got guys infielders who haven't played in the big leagues. They're prospects still, but they're on the 40 man roster. These guys have all played in the big leagues. They all probably consider themselves big leaguers. You know, Michael Bush maybe doesn't, but even he, you know, he got somewhat extended. Look, Michael Bush is the only guy on this list who will be a rookie in 2024. Uh, that's how experienced this group is. And just like we said, four catchers is too many on the 40-man roster. Eight catchers on the active – or eight infielders on the active 26-man roster is definitely too many. Uh, it seems like uh, somebody's got to go off of this list, right? Yeah, eight – well, eight with the four catchers is probably too many. Eight with, you know, three catchers, maybe not as much. But – I think eight that all believe they should be in the big leagues is too many. I think that's kind of where I'd stated. And yeah, I, I really don't know like Michael Bush, like what I wish I knew what they have, what they think of him, what their thoughts are about him. You know, is he going to be involved in the trade? Like, it seems like he's the prime guy to trade to a team that needs cheap hitting, you know, a team like the, the guardians who always kind of looked for that, uh, you know, I don't know if that would be enough just him to get a guy like Shane Bieber in case they don't hit on any of the other guys. And if Shane Bieber just costs Michael Bush, I don't think I would be too upset about it. But, you know, someone like that, uh, Miguel Vargas is, might be in a similar boat with now with Mookie Betts kind of being the second baseman and, and Muncie got extended two years. Otani's going to be the DH. You know, I know that they asked both of them to learn some left field outfield in this offseason. But even then, you know, you have to hit in that type of role. You, if you're going to be someone that's learning defensively, you have to hit. And, you know, Miguel Vars got an extended look. Michael Bush didn't get necessarily an extended look, but they didn't hit the ground running in terms of hitting. And now they're in weird spots. Yeah. And my big thing on Michael Bush is since there's no clear cut spot for him on the Dodger roster, I don't think his value will ever be higher. He's coming off an outstanding minor league season uh, and is a legitimate top hitting prospect in baseball. 
Uh, I don't think his value is going to get any higher. It seems like they almost have to trade him or give him a starting job. And the only starting job available is left field. And uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think they'd have to see something pretty remarkable from some offseason work for them to say, okay, you are a starting left fielder. They tried it with Vargas last year at second base. Here, you're the starter at a position you've never played before. And, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. And, uh, you know, it's Vargas is kind of in a similar boat, except his stock isn't as high right now. He's not quite at Diego Cartaya levels of, of selling low if they were to trade him. But, you know, they could have gotten more for, for Vargas if they traded him last year. I still think Vargas is going to be a very good big league hitter. And I don't hate the idea of keeping him around and, you know, letting him rather than throwing him as a starter, uh, letting him maybe bounce between AAA and the big leagues and, you know, get a little bit less pressure, a little bit more of a relaxed introduction to the big leagues. And maybe he does figure it out. Uh, yeah, it, it's, the, the one thing that makes it kind of interesting is that of the eight out eight infielders, five of them have played the outfield. You know, Mookie Betts and Chris Taylor have played extensive outfield. Gavin Lux, Miguel Rojas, and Michael Bu or Miguel Vargas and Michael Bush have all played some outfield. Uh, I don't think Lux is going to be playing in the outfield, uh, but Vargas and Bush, you know, they could. I mean, they could even say Miguel Vargas and Michael Bush are our left fielder. And, and, you know, they're a platoon, uh, you know, we, we'll maybe dig into that idea more when we're talking about the out, outfielders in the next segment, but like, it, it just, I feel like Michael Bush has to go and not in a bad way at all, but because he has so much value, I feel like he is the centerpiece to a big trade, whether that's a Dylan Cease trade or a uh, Randy Rosarena trade, or, you know, you know, something or even more than a centerpiece, like you said, for a lesser trade, like a Shane Bieber type, uh, you know, somewhere along the line, his trade value, I feel like is going to come into play this offseason. Yeah. And, and, you know, not that the Dodgers necessarily care about this 100 percent, but it's kind of unfair to have him in the role that he is right now or in the spot that he is right now, where it's, you know, kind of in between, uh, you know, 4A, kind of in between AAA and the majors, no real spot in the majors or no real chance to, you know, be an everyday guy in the majors. And the Dodgers have, you know, done this with other guys in the past. So maybe this, you know, Ross Stripling got traded after he had spent a couple years in the, you know, maybe an unfair role. And they kind of met, you know, Mitch White, they both got coincidentally both to the Blue Jays. Uh, and like, you know, that they're like, okay, I'm, we appreciate you for doing what you did. And you know now we're going to send you somewhere where you might get extensive time. And, um, you know, they've let guys walk for that reason. So, not that it matters, but it is unfair to him. So if they're not going to give him a shot. And to me, it's one of those where, you know, even with Vargas, it's one of those, you're already giving up a good at bat off the bench with Austin Barnes. If you do keep him, you're giving up a, not a good at bat, but you're giving up any type of power or realistic chances of any doubles or anything with Miguel Rojas being a bat off the bench. He's there more for his glove. And to have a role for a rookie like Miguel Vargas or Michael Bush coming off a bench or being a platoon guy or whatever, you know, the margin for error is not quite there. And, and you know, I feel like a guy like Kike or someone of that nature fills more of that role because, you know, he can just come in and hit. He's done it already. And it's, you know, fair because he would be buying into that role where these guys 
are going to buy into it because they have to, but not necessarily because they want to. Yeah. And the fact is Michael Bush is 26 years old. He went to college and it's already been four and a half years since he was drafted. Like he's the fact that he is the only rookie. uh, He's also, you know, older than he's older than Miguel Vargas. He's like, he is a big leaguer now and needs to be a big leaguer. And I just don't see that happen with the Dodgers. And so I I am, that's one of the most intriguing storylines of the off season to me is what, what trade is Michael Bush headlining? Because I think he could headline uh, a a big trade, whether, you know, one of those guys I said was Dylan Cesar, Randy Rosarena, um, you know, Michael Bush can hold his own in those trades for sure. Yeah. Uh, we will talk more about the outfielders. Currently only four outfielders on the roster, uh, plus those five guys who can play outfield. We're going to talk about that when we come back. So thanks again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. Hey, we're back. Thanks again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, especially to our everydayers. Remember to check out the two Locked On 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or any of the other ways. And if you want a more direct line to us, join our Insiders Club by going to joinsubtext.com slash Dodgers, and you can text us directly and have some one-on-one conversations that way. Uh, outfield is interesting for the Dodgers right now. They have their starting center fielder, James Outman. Uh, their starting right fielder against right-handed pitching, Jason Hayward. They have, hopefully, their starting right fielder against left-handed pitching, Manuel Margot, slash, you know, backup outfielder. Uh, and they have Andy Pajas, who is uh, – has never played in the big leagues, uh, you know, coming with, off surgery. Yeah. He's coming off surgery. There's, there's questions about how close to the big leagues he is. Uh, I don't think there's any question that the Dodgers need to add another outfielder or two this off season. Right. Yeah. They've got to, well, I mean, yes, Chris Taylor could be considered an outfielder again, if they just play him in every, uh, most days in left field. But, yeah, they need to upgrade the lineup in general, whether that's more than likely a left fielder um, is the real only way they can go if they don't want to move people around again. So, yeah, they they need somebody that can be an everyday guy. I don't think they want to platoon two spots if they don't have to. Ideally, you don't want to platoon, you know, left and right field. Um, Like we've talked about with, you know, Bush and Vargas, they could handle left field, I would imagine, get comfortable as the year goes on but that's contingent on them hitting and it's not guaranteed that they're going to hit the way the Dodgers would need them to. So yeah, there definitely needs to be some move made to get an outfielder in the mix. Yeah. And, and, you know, free agent market, there's, there's guys, you know, Adam Duvall could play that role. Um, You know, there's a couple of guys, nobody who really screams, I I guess, you know, one option would be re-sign Cody Bellinger, move James Outman to left. Uh, You know, uh, that's, not a terrible idea, uh, but it's not going to happen. Um, you know, but then you look at the trade markets and there's, you know, there's Randy Rosarena, obviously I'm still that that's still my number one choice. You know, if the Brewers decide to make Corbin Burns available, you know, maybe package him with Christian Yelich, which adds to the, the left-handed heaviness of the Dodgers lineup, which, uh, 
I actually recorded last night. I don't think he's put out yet, but Clint, uh, Real FRG, formerly of Dodgers Nation, doing his own thing on YouTube now. I recorded something last night after you and I were done recording, and we talked about some of those options, and and we talked about the left-handed heaviness of the Dodgers lineup. And it doesn't concern me a lot because most of their lefties hit lefty pitching pretty well. Um, Christian Yelich would maybe doesn't hit lefties quite as well as Freddie Freeman does. Um, but you know, so there's options. Uh, Eloy Jimenez could be packaged in a Dylan Cease trade, although. Uh, in order to call Elo Jimenez a left fielder, you may have to use air quotes. I think he's a DH who gets stuck playing left field sometimes. Um, I'd much rather have Luis Robert uh, if they were getting outfielder from the White Sox, but you know that's a much bigger trade. Uh, but you know, something somebody's got to come in because, like you said, they could get by right now because they do have five infielders who've played the outfield. They could get by, but the lineup isn't as deep as, as long up and down the lineup as it would be if they added a legitimate impact player in left field. Yeah. And it goes, the guys that I would name where it goes against kind of not directly because Max Muncy, well, he gets on base, I guess it's a little different, but Jorge Soler and Tasker Hernandez are still out there. Those are guys that can give you 25, 30 homers in their sleep. They're not going to give you very much defensively. Jorge Soler was almost exclusively a DH last year. I think he played like 30 games in the outfield. Uh, Teoscar has still been an outfielder. But for me, I think over the course of this season, yeah, it's going to be frustrating seeing maybe somebody strike out 200-plus times. But, you know, Chris Taylor strikes out 200-plus times and doesn't give you the power that those guys would. Dodger fans handle that really well. (laughs) Yeah, so – for me, and, and you know, we've seen Soler be a World Series MVP. We've seen, you know, Tasker, I don't know if he had a postseason home run or two, but he, you know, he's had big home runs for the Blue Jays over the years. I think for me at this point with what's left, just go get a guy that can hit you 30 bombs, hitting sixth or seventh in your lineup or fifth if you want him that high, and, you know, figure out the rest. Because as we've seen in the postseason, yeah, you know, stringing together hits, clutch hitting is cool but home runs are a lot cooler and you only need to hit one every two games to really make it worth it. And that's kind of what those guys do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate the, either of those ideas. Uh, Solaire is, is very, very fun and, and has a ton of power. And I think Solaire would be a superstar in LA. Uh, I think he's the kind of player that Dodger fans would absolutely flock to. Um, and, and that's uh, you know, th- there's value in that. Uh, I don't hate that idea. I think Rosarena is all that. Oh, you know, yeah. He, time, we know, times we know he's far and above yeah. our number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if Rosarena isn't available, either of those guys, I think both of those guys could be stars in LA, uh, stars of the type that, you know, Chris Taylor, Max Muncy are guys who, yeah, we, we do curse his name every once in a while, you know, under our breaths, but in the end, we love him. Um, yeah. I, I don't hate any of those ideas. Uh, it's, I've been trying to think if there's anybody else on the trade market, like Christian Yelich and Randy Rosarena, the two obvious ones that jump out. Um, no. And obviously Eloy Jimenez, I think the, the White Sox would love to trade him, uh, but all the same reasons they'd love to trade him. They're unlikely to trade him. Um, I don't Anybody else on the trade market jump out at you? No, there's, I know there was a couple of the Cardinal guys named as, I think like, Dylan Carlson. I think he might have been the only one now at this point. Uh, yeah, because I don't know. Tyler O'Neill's already been traded. I yeah, wouldn't yeah, mind yeah, Tyler was, O'Neill at all. 
yeah. So uh, again, I think he hits left-handed. If I'm not, or he's a switch. Charleston's a switch hitter. He, he's a switch hitter. So uh, yeah, I guess he would be the other one. And you know, you try to think of like even center fielders. Outman, you know, would be fine in the corners. And if it was, it'd have to be us actively searching for it. It hasn't been a name that's obviously been mentioned or or said. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's because like every team right now is in a spot where, you know, you think you can compete realistically other than the White Sox. Uh, every team probably thinks that they have a chance right now. And you know, even a team like the Royals, I know a couple of their young guys, they thought, you know, maybe they could move them like MJ Melendez, I think plays outfield. Uh, but again, it, it's not necessarily something that moves the needle too much for the Dodgers. So yeah, and I, obviously it's, you know, Randy's one up and above there. And then after that, it's going to be, you know, being creative or finding someone that maybe they didn't think of. Yeah. And it's worth noting with Dylan Carlson, he is a switch hitter, but maybe he shouldn't be. He is a lot, lot better against uh, left-handed pitching than he is right-handed pitching, uh, which, you know, that's probably if they were picking a switch hitter who was better against one side than the other, that's probably what they'd pick. He also went to the same high school as uh, a lot of players. Uh, uh, David Freitas, who's in the or was in the Dodgers system, Nick Madrigal, uh, Rowdy Telez. Um, I, I only knew he went to that high school because that's the high school that my uncle Jim lives by. You know, Uncle Jim, he sent us hats, but uh, yeah, Elk Grove, California. Um, yeah, so in the end, right now it's Jason Aaron, and Manny Margot. Kike is always an option, as we talked about. Kike is an option. Uh, I don't think he's likely, as we've talked about. I think yeah. he's going to get better offers elsewhere. But they got these four guys, Hayward, Margot, Outman, and Pajes on the roster. Most likely there will be at least one, one more outfielder. And really, if they get the right guy, it's just one more. Because you do have Chris Taylor, who can be a super utility guy. Four outfielders plus Chris Taylor, boom, you're good. Um, especially when... One of them is Margot, who can play all I – really, all those guys, Hayward, Margot, and Outman can all play all over the outfield if necessary. And so uh, get one more guy, ideally Randy Rosarena. Uh, we say that name enough. He's got to do it. Andrew Friedman's just got to – I mean, okay, guys, you beat me in a submission. I'm an everydayer. I'm getting Randy Rosarena. So make it happen, Andrew. Yeah. Go, uh, go get the obvious one. We've done yeah. it already. Otani, Glasnow were the obvious ones. This is the last obvious one to go get. You know the Rays want Michael Bush. So. Yeah, they want him. They uh, that does it for us. You got anything else for today, Vince? No. Uh, appreciate you guys as always listening. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot for us to get into. And remember, if you have any topics or thoughts for us to talk about, always send it in. Yep. And if you join our subtext group, our insiders group, uh, your topics and questions will get priority on the show. So uh, go to join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers to join that. Uh, thanks to our everydayers. We really appreciate you. If you're not an everydayer, it's easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. Remember to check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since ninety one. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and both of our DMs are open there. You can also email us LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or send us a voicemail or a text message at three two three eight six three lock five six two five. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us when you get in your car or sit on your couch. Tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers, and remember, you don't have to agree; you just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.